You're listening to the Mountainside Kairos Podcast. Welcome to the Mountainside Daily Kairos Podcast. Pastor Sean here. When I was a kid, I got a gift sent to me from a faraway land, an authentic Australian boomerang, hand-carved by some grass-skirt-wearing aborigine, perfect for hunting Canadian wallabies. At least that's how I imagined it. It probably came from the airport gift shop made in China, but I like my 11-year-old imagination better. I was thrilled to add this new weapon to my arsenal of slingshots and homemade bows and arrows. Now, I knew the general premise of a boomerang. You throw it, if you miss the target, the boomerang somehow circles back to you like a homing pigeon. So I went to the field behind my house and let fly. The boomerang spun and sliced its way through the air, made a slight curve to the left, and landed on the roof of a neighbor's house. So my dad and I got our ladder. I climbed up the top, and I spied the boomerang on a different part of the roof. It was then that my dad said something I will never forget. He said, hang on. And he picked up the ladder, rested the bottom rung on his belt buckle, and started walking with me dangling in midair. Now, in those moments before social services arrived, I felt one thing, fear. You see, fear always makes an appearance when we find ourselves in situations where we're not in control and there's actual risk. Well, fear is the driving emotion in the passage from our Bible reading today, one of my favorite stories, and it reminds me of two essential components of faith critical for us navigating life storms. Our passage is in Luke chapter 8. We'll start in verse 22. One day, Jesus and his disciples got into a boat, and he told them, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. So they set out, and as they were sailing, Jesus fell asleep. Then a fierce windstorm came down the lake, and they were being swamped, and they were in danger of capsizing. They came and they woke Jesus up and said, Master, we're going to die. Then he got up, rebuked the wind and the raging waves, so they ceased and it was calm. And he said to them, Where is your faith? They were fearful and amazed and asked one another, Who can this be? He commands even the winds and the waves and they obey him. To push past fear into faith, we have to have confidence in Jesus' confidence and in his character. Let, Let me explain what I mean. First, his confidence, his ability. You need to know in the guts of your being the actual power of Jesus, that he won't get bossed around by your circumstances, that he isn't standing on the sidelines of your life, wringing his hands nervously saying, oh, I I hope she gets through this. Oh, I can't watch. This is bad. You need to know that he is able to do anything needed to bless you and ensure you're good. Now, I love this passage that Jesus talks to a raging storm the same way that we talk to a disobedient child. Two words, be quiet. That's it. He doesn't roll up his sleeves. He doesn't pull out a wand and do some long incantation. All it takes is two words from his mouth to change everything. That's the power of Jesus. 
These disciples are quickly learning that Jesus is a really good person to have in life's boat when things go sideways because he has the competency, he has the ability to do what needs to be done. But but knowing that isn't enough. We need to know something more. You see, it doesn't matter how powerful he is if he doesn't care. It doesn't matter uh, how much authority is at his disposal if you're not sure that he loves you. Because who's going to say he's going to direct any of that power your way? Now, in Mark's account of the same story, the disciples wake up Jesus by saying this, Master, don't you care if we drown? You see, they wake up Jesus because they believe something of his competency to deal with the storm, but they actually doubt his character. In my experience, the same question tumbles out of my mouth in storms. Master, don't you care? Perhaps you're the same. There is something in our minds that that sees storms as being inconsistent with a God of love. How could God be loving and allow this? Whom of us have not asked that? But a triumphant faith must trust both Jesus' competency and his character. Now, if you were to to rate your trust of Jesus in those two areas today on a scale of 1 to 10, what would the numbers be? My dad, seeing the terror in my eyes, said, Sean, don't be afraid, I got you. And I remember something changed in me, the, the fear eased, because everything in my life up to that point taught me that I could trust his competence and I knew his character. I could run through the memory bank of my mind and see him catch me every time I jumped and see him come and pick me up when I was hurt or afraid. I knew my dad's character and his competence. So I trusted that he was strong enough to hold me up and that he loved me enough not to let me fall. When, when my faith numbers dip into the fear territory, I remind myself of what I know to be true outside of the storm. This is who God is. This is what he has promised me. This is what he has done. This is how he has shown himself faithful to me. And I inevitably return to the cross where Jesus is willing and able to pay for my sin, stilling the ultimate storm in my life. And so I pep talk my heart and my mind and I say, Barden, if he didn't abandon you in that storm, he won't leave you in this one. And fear decreases and faith rises. You see, our faith is sustained when we view the storms of our life through the dual lens of God's character and God's competence. Fear comes when we choose to look at God through the lens of the storm. And so today, May you know that Jesus is willing and eager to be in your life's boat. May you know that he is capable to lead you where he wants to take you. No matter how big the waves, no matter how powerful the wind, your safe harbor is sitting right beside you. God bless. 